why welcome aboard this vastly colorful and extraordinarily literary rainbow for writers, authors, and storytellers. I'm author B.A. McCray, and this is The Optimistic Author, a positive and insightful tool for writers. What's up, writers, authors, and storytellers? This is a Hello Author episode, and we have a very special, might I say magical, guest with us today, the very own bookish godmother. Welcome, Veronique. Hello, thank you. Hello, thank you so much for coming on. How are you? I am good. Exhausted, but good. <laughs> so I'm generally the, tired all the time, so that's just I a constant state of being. That. Yes, I I feel that. I've had like permanent bags under my eyes since the age of six. It's just... I feel that on a deeper level. <laughs> yep. Gonna have to like buy a separate insurance policy just for the bags under my eyes because they're so big. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, that that mm, that's good. might be expensive though. <laughs> Very. But they're there. So they gotta be insured. That's that's true. Yeah. I might have to look into it myself. Starting to get make my cheeks sag. Mm. <laughs> they're getting so heavy, they're making my cheeks sag. It's changing the whole look of my face. Oh yeah, most definitely. It's, it's horrifying. I used to look so nice once upon a time, you know, in my youth. <laughs> in my youth. We're like in our twenties. <laughs> this is the 27 year old <laughs> I, used, I used to look so young oh my gosh well besides our exhaustion I'm very happy that you're here and I also just a quick note I love your persona of the bookish godmother that was brilliant and oh, I love you. it oh my god I am definitely not as nice as I seem on tiktok I can <laughs> I tell everyone, nobody believes me. I am not as nice as I seem on TikTok. (laughs) How would you describe yourself? Italian gremlin. Got it. Noted. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you know uh, that (laughs) movie from the 90s with the little, um, those little cute things that after like midnight, if they ate, uh, they turned into gremlins and they would go crazy and try to murder everyone. Yes. Me. (laughs) <laughs> me but if I'm not fed so um okay yeah yeah so, uh, so they gotta I'm have a cute snack. and everything I am cute heart, hearts <laughs> and rainbows and unicorns all day long until I'm not fed and then if I get hangry it's a problem <laughs> so yeah. you always have to have a snack on hand yes yes uh my mom says I'm nice only when I want to be um yeah that is that is relatively true <laughs> <laughs> Well, I love the honesty and on it. Well, we're just I'm lowering talking. the expectations. I'm like, please don't expect much more from me. <laughs> this is as good <laughs> as I can. <laughs> I think you've been entirely lovely since okay. we were chatting before the podcast started. And you're lovely too. Oh my goodness. Thank you. <laughs> so nice. <laughs> well, could you please do us the honor of telling us a little bit about you and your past works, if there's anything you're working on right now, and if you use a pen name. Okay, um, so I was born and raised in Italy, in the mountains of Parma, um, so up in the northern area, and my parents had a bed and breakfast, um, 
they still do. It's not like they had it. They still do. They have a bed and breakfast. They run tours um, all through Italy. Um, I try to go home for the summer sometimes. The last time I got to go was the summer before the pandemic started. Oh, so I haven't yeah. been um, haven't been back in a hot second. Um, but I'm going back this summer, so I'm really excited. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, it's been so long. Um, Honestly, I miss the food so much. Like, no, no shade to American food, but there, you, you can't compare it. Just, there's no way. Yeah. Like, you can't. I, I ugh, the tomatoes here. I have something against American tomatoes. Um, <laughs> I'm going off on a tangent, but like, I have a thing against tomatoes in America. They're just so bloody sweet. It's, it's. I, oh, I don't get yeah. it. They're so sweet. Yeah. I, if I try to make ragu with American tomatoes, they taste weird. It tastes weird, and it's. Yeah. I, now that you say that there's um yeah like pre-made sauces that I'll get I don't like the ones that are sweet yeah they, yeah. It just they just have me. It, it's like a preservative that they use because sugar really does preserve but it's just not I don't I don't like it <laughs> this, this is coming from an Italian chef because I was actually I I went to culinary school in Italy and then I was oh. like I was a cook for the or if I, I was actually a cook for a really long time, but the, I was a pastry chef for two and a half years after when I moved to the I States. I can see that. Now that you're yeah. saying it, I can like see the chef's hat on yeah. your head, yeah. the cute apron. <laughs> I looked really good in an apron. I looked really good in, in cooking clothes. I, I like, I liked, I liked it a lot, um, but it got to a point where I was exhausted and I wasn't doing any of the stuff that I like to do anymore. Oh. And it's just, it is very, very tiring to work in the service industry and the amount of work you need to put behind it that like the front end doesn't see is just absolutely mind-boggling there were some days that I'd be called in at like because I used to work at a golf club so like they'd call me in at five o'clock in the morning and be like hey we forgot that the golfers need to have breakfast and you live five minutes down the road can you go (laughs) feed them and then I'd just stay for the rest of the morning and then I'd stay into the night because that was my shift was like two to ten right so then I'd be there all day and it was just it's a lot and it was just physically exhausting so then when I got home all I did was go to bed and I I read I I spent like five years without reading at all one bit that's hard yeah yeah absolutely and as soon as I quit and I started going to school full-time because I started going to community college while I was working so I was doing part-time community college full-time work Mm -hmm. um soon as I quit the job I started reading again and I was like I forgot this was so nice oh my god (laughs) I'm never going back going back (laughs) yeah it Um, really is so demanding and like you said people don't see that side behind the kitchen I was a I was a dishwasher for a while so wasn't on the cooking end but I got the worst that's the worst that's the absolute worst like I (laughs) I commend anyone who's a a dishwasher because that that's that's really disgusting and like it's more work than everybody else gets altogether. it yeah it was definitely character building I I worked pretty closely with like the the head chefs because I also worked at like a golf course type of deal oh, that's how, so cool. how interesting yeah I know we're like <laughs> all of these similarities oh my god <laughs> are you me right um yeah so it, it was very um fast-paced and uh what's the word I'm looking for 
not high energy, but like hectic, very hectic. Oh yeah. Hectic is a perfect word for it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, There's that, that moment during the rush um, when you start getting like too many people in the, for tables, like the whole restaurant's full. Um, That was my favorite part. When I was <laughs> there's a plateau and I was like food 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 yeah 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 we got this. That second lull happened. I was like I don't want to be here. <laughs> I'm done. No one else gets to eat tonight. Nope. <laughs> Let me out. Um. Yeah. So I was a cook, and then um, I started going to community college. Um. I actually was supposed to go to community college after graduating high school but I decided not to because um I was convinced I wasn't good enough to go to college um yeah uh I'm I'm sure there's a lot of people who've experienced it there's always that one teacher that you are supposed to look up to that actually absolutely crushes your insides um oh my and God. destroys every dream there's always one somebody always has one of those they, I can, there's always one of those somewhere um yeah I had one of those in elementary school so I just oh. I went to culinary into culinary because I didn't think I was any good for like school because I, I I I had passing grades but I really didn't do that well in school I was like I don't know what the hell I'm doing here like me either I don't want to be here <laughs> yeah it- yeah, I totally feel that high school and middle school, I was like a C, maybe B average student, more like a C average student. Dang. But then college, I, when once I got into a field I liked, I was oh my god, yeah. list, honor society. Like it's so strange how yeah, anyway, you can continue. Oh, everything changes like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, same here. Uh I was a I was an average D C student, actually. I was I was barely passing like our grading system in Italy runs um like in from one to a hundred and like the passing grade is a 60 mm-hmm. that was my I I, I averaged a 65 <laughs> in most yeah. of classes except for English where I had in the hundreds out of hundreds all the time mm-hmm. um but yeah uh it just wasn't my thing I didn't really know what I wanted to do and I thought culinary would get me into like a job as soon as I graduated and that way I wouldn't have to worry about it anymore and then I moved to the states after a couple years after graduation after I went to a specialized uh, program for culinary too um, because um, my whole family had moved at that point and I was like I'm having a hard time finding a job I can't I miss my family. I spent a Christmas by myself. Well, I was with my grandmother and my uncle, but it's nothing, nothing at all like being with your like family, like your right. whole family. So like my brothers and my mom and dad weren't there. I was like, yeah. this Christmas is depressing. Like I put the tree up, but real like there wasn't as many decorations as there could have been. I was just like, I'm not doing this. This is too much work for just me. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, yeah, no, we're not doing this. Um, And then I started going, I worked at the golf club and I started going to community college and that's where I actually did well. And I was like, I got my first A and I was like, this is a thing. Like I can do A's really. (laughs) Um, And I, yeah, I think I only like, got a passing grade in one math class one summer because I 
I'd made the bad decision of taking a math class during a summer program, which is a condensed program. Uh, I'm I'm not a mathematical person. I can't do math for the life of me, okay? I have dyscalculia. (gasps) So do I. It's miserable. Like my fives always turns into twos and my threes are eights and my my pluses are minuses. I don't even know what's going on half the time. I'm just like, I, I can't do this. And I took this class during the summer and the professor had a very thick Spanish accent and she was speaking so fast so much and I was like please can you stop one second so I could ask a question she's like questions after questions after and she (laughs) I don't know what's going on I would have a panic attack yeah yeah I couldn't take the tests and in fact I I I got like a C in that class and then I was like you know what I don't want to see I can't go on to the next math class (laughs) with a C (laughs) as a basis for my my mathematical knowledge I took the class again different professor longer period so I took it during the fall and I was like I understand this stuff. This makes sense. This guy, oh my God, this poor man. I, I drove him absolutely bonkers. Like, I think I drove him up the walls because I'd go up to him after class and I'd be like, I don't get it. Like, what is this? What does this mean? <laughs> walk me through this. Literally walked me through everything. It was like, I was a five-year-old again and he was holding my hand and crossing the road with me because I just couldn't understand what was going on. Uh, he saved my mathematical career. <laughs> Yeah. And then I got into, oh my God, Phi, Phi Theta Kappa, which was a moment and uh, was chapter re- uh, on the on the chapter board. And then I became a regional officer. Um, wow. And during the pandemic, when the pandemic struck, I was running for international president. And that was a whole thing. <laughs> that was a whole thing. That was a lot of work. I had never done a live before until that moment. And that was nerve wracking. Um, then I got into Columbia. I was like, bye. <laughs> I'm going to Columbia. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think I completely went off track on those questions. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. That, that's totally fine. I'm, I'm really proud of you. That progression of the, of elementary school, because that's a huge effect to feel from a figure that you're supposed to trust and look up to. Yeah. To yeah. beating the odds, getting into Columbia. Hello, that's amazing. Yeah, I literally run on spite right now. Uh, I am here. I am here just to prove people wrong. All the people who told me I wasn't good enough. Yep. Look I am sitting now. pretty in Columbia. I'm sorry, but <laughs> I'm sorry. What? <laughs> you I can't hear oh you from the nosebleeds. <laughs> Like, whoopsie, you messed up your prediction. <laughs> uh, yeah, literally running on spite. And I can't even say I run on spite and coffee anymore because I don't even drink coffee anymore. I'm having a very hard year. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that's literally what fuels me is spite. I'm like, if you tell me I can't do something, I am going to do it and do it and do it until I can get it done just to prove you wrong because I'm not about that life. <laughs> You're very strong and determined. I, 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 yeah, and my ADHD definitely helps because I most definitely hyper-focus on stuff sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) But it has its superpowers. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Um, And then you ask if I have a pen name. I don't. Not yet. I didn't even think of it, honestly. I mean, you don't necessarily have to have one. Yeah, I mean, I I might like the idea of maybe one day, but I don't really think I'm ever going to venture out of like fiction 
um, writing. So I don't think I'm going to need one necessarily, maybe just to protect my identity, like Superman. Uh, I'll quit and go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I am, I am better than I think I am. (laughs) (laughs) Having the personality that's like more yeah and then I get home and I can be grumpy old me. <laughs> like I don't want to be around people <laughs> I hate people um yeah I, I thought about it um for a hot second there but honestly I can't think of any name that I would like to have because I, I just I am Veronique it's just who I am and yeah. I can't think of any other name that I would want like I, when I was a kid I was I was obsessed with the name Elisa. Elisa, uh, she was a classmate, actually. I was obsessed with her. She was so pretty. And she had this long, absolutely luscious hair. And I was so jealous. Uh, it, it's just, I was like, I want to be her. <laughs> like, yeah. But I, at the same time, I was like, and also because I was that weird kid with the weird name, uh, given the fact that all of the other classmates were all had all Italian names. I was the weirdo. I was weirdo to, in two different ways. I was the weirdo because I had um, an, um, an American mom spoke English and because I had a weird name. <laughs> so yeah so I was like I want to be like will you please rechristen me Elisa because I don't want to be this <laughs> I feel you on the the weird name part I like throughout my whole life I've had people trip up on my name call me Brian <laughs> oh yeah Brian's my second name I like to say because I get called it so oh. much <laughs> oh. fair, but I fair. I honestly, the first time you said your name was, it was the first time I had heard it and it's beautiful. I think it encapsulates, it like, it captures you so well. Thanks. Yeah. I think I definitely grew into it. Yeah. Uh, I grew to love it. Yeah. That's good. Um, Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. So (laughs) the other name, my mom was, um, she had, um, told me that my other possible name was going to be Athena. Um, that's powerful. Yeah, but she scrapped it because she didn't like the way it sounded in Italian. <laughs> <laughs> How does it sound in Italian? Atena. It, it, it has oh, a strong T. So she was just like, that doesn't sound as good as Athena does. So I was like, <laughs> nah. I <laughs> 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 <We> don't want that. <laughs> well, I think she landed on a perfect name for you. I think so. Oh, do you have any... Um, do you want to talk about your story in the mood reader anthology or if you're working well, on anything currently? I, I am working on a lot of things currently. Um, yeah. So um, like, uh, this is actually this, the short story in mood reader, uh, Holy Ransom Demands is actually my first published piece ever. Um, yeah, it's very exciting. Um, uh, my whole family bought a copy. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. Um, that's so supportive my very my very conservative religious family bought my my debut 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 i don't know how to debut (laughs) i don't know that sounds weird um um, that is uh literally named holy ransom demands and uh and threatens grown jesus so we're doing i'm doing fine yeah my aunt my aunt read it and she's like it's very inventive 
I mean, better than the alternative of yeah, yeah. trying to, but yeah. I, like I could tell that there was so much judgment coming through and I was like, just wait until you read my smut. <laughs> just wait until I get comfortable enough to publish that because I can assure you I got a really, really messed up head. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, yeah. Oh God. I can't, I'm probably going to need a, a, a fake name for that. Not a not about bad route to go. Yeah, I'm like who that? I don't know them. I've never read that. Right. <laughs> I've never write that. Never <laughs> heard of her. The family for the family, at least I probably would have to. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh, if my if my I think that the only person that wouldn't judge me would be my nana. Um, she was still around. She she would probably just laugh. Aww. Um, yeah, I told I told her everything. She just giggle. <laughs> Those relationships are so special. Oh yeah, and she was very religious herself, but she never judged me, not once. And Aww. it was really nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Mood Reader is my first published piece, and um, I actually wrote that during a summer class this past summer. Um, for I took a how to write funny class because I didn't think I was funny I was like why I don't I don't know how to do this this is hard like it it is hard to write humor into stories so hard and like she the professor had us read um bossy pants by Tina Fey (gasps) that's on my reading list I I love Tina Fey oh I did not like it i I am sorry. I like, I am the only person in that class that was like so hardcore about like this piece was garbage. (laughs) I did not like it at all. Like, I don't get it. Or some very problematic pieces, I think. Like, I felt like there were some pieces where I was just like, yeah, I get it. It was written in the early 2000s. So, like, different mindset, different like idea. We were still working on that whole like, sure stuff uh but at the same time I was just like I can't get into this also the American humor to me is very different from what I grew up with Italian humor is more I don't even know how to define it it's like less it's it's silly humor but it's not stupid humor sophisticated yeah Yeah, it's it's like they they yeah at least that's what I remember it to be like I there are certain comedians in Italy that I just can't get around because they're just as bad as like like hmm, what is it like I can't watch Rick and Morty oh me either like things like that they they actually make me feel sick I'm like I don't I don't like this like I don't want to spend time wasting my time on this yeah I don't I don't don't really the humor for that and it's just I feel I feel like I'm missing out on a lot because like I have a lot of friends that are like oh my god Rick and Morty is so funny and I'm like how is it funny I don't get it (laughs) I don't get it like please explain it to me but like don't get a lot of American jokes so like I went, I went into this class thinking, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> Please somebody teach me. And, and I had to read this book and I was just like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't, there, I literally only laughed one time and it was um, during where she, there was some reference to a, a book about a witch and she thought it was reference to her and her daughter was like, girl, I didn't even know how to read. Why are you telling Like, <laughs> why would you think it's about you? <laughs> her daughter brought it home from school and it was a witch she had a daughter I think or something certain it made her feel like like it was like commentary about her motherhood and she and her daughter like when she got older she was like uh 
know how to read then. I didn't know what I was picking up. <laughs> right. That was the only part that I actually laughed and I remember. But the rest of it, I was just like, I don't, it, it didn't, didn't sit right. So I was just like, I don't get it. I was like worried that then this whole class would be like a bust because I'm like, I'm not getting the American humor. Like this book is supposed to be so funny. I don't understand. <laughs> I'm failing. <laughs> and then, and then we started writing and like, um, with the, and I wrote a lot of pieces and that was probably my favorite one, um, that I wrote. Um, I had edited it, edited it, uh, words, um, <laughs> for the, for, for the anthology, but, um, Persephone was actually like, I actually don't want the introduction at the end for this. Like this, just the prayer is perfect. And I was like, that, that's exactly how it started off. So like it works. So oh, good. We did the whole introduction part where I was trying to be like, hey, like there's like introduction to the story here. Like, so you know who the character is talking and about and stuff. Um, and yeah. I also wrote uh, a eulogy, according oh, wow. to Google, of myself. That that was that's I reread it recently um, and edited it, and I I find myself so funny. I am so funny. <laughs> I am so absolutely hilarious now. Like that class really did me in. I'm just hilarious. <laughs> there's no looking back. No, there's no looking back. You can't tell me I'm not funny because I am absolutely hilarious now. <laughs> well that's good I mean you spend the most time with yourself 24 7 so if you find yourself funny you will always be laughing look I post a lot a lot of my TikToks are just there for my own personal (laughs) your TikToks are very funny I I like my TikToks I watch myself multiple times a day because I'm just (laughs) like this is so funny I'm so funny (laughs) I'm a gem I'm a charm so funny I'm uh, literally sometimes I'll when was it like um I don't know there's sometimes where there's just one video and they don't ne- they never take off like I I used to get so many views before like December I got like my average view count was like 500 to 700 views mm-hmm. and now they're at 10 and I'm just like eh, it's okay I'm just gonna keep doing it <laughs> it's a creative <laughs> outlet Exactly. The 10 viewers is me. So it's fine. (laughs) Well, you know, all of the 10 viewers liked the video. (laughs) Exactly. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. I don't, I don't care. I'm just here for my own personal. I don't know the word. (laughs) Entertainment. Entertainment. Yes. I was thinking (laughs) I N instead of E N. So I'm just, uh, yeah. Uh, Brain fart. Um, (laughs) And uh, yeah, so other things I'm working on, because uh, I keep pulling off on tangents. Uh, <laughs> I, I am working on, I have actually five work in progresses. The most recent one is based off of my TikTok series that I started because I didn't want to write a book. But then my ADHD was like, yeah, um, hard pass. We're actually writing that book. Um, <laughs> so we're doing that. I have actually a fully finished first draft of a story, um, which is supposed to be a duology. And I am probably never going to finish because 17 year old me was a cringe writer. Um, Weren't we all? <laughs> oh my God. I, I, the heart was there. My heart was there. It, she, she tried her best, but like realistically, like, oh boy. <laughs> yeah. No, I feel that. 
is no hard pass. That story, that story went through three different drafts actually that um, uh, that got lost three times. Oh no. Yeah, I started it when I was 12. And it started off with giant bees. For some reason, I was obsessed <laughs> with bees at that time. So I imagined a giant, and I was camping. So I imagined a giant bee came down into the clearing and picked me up and took me away from this horrible camping trip I was on with my, <laughs> my, my, my parish. I was just like, I don't want to be here. I'm the only one of my age because all of the kids were either younger or way older than me. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, I, I don't want to be home reading books. I don't want to be here. <laughs> Imagine the bee picking me up and taking me underground. Oh. Uh, and the underground had tunnels, and I obviously was the chosen hero to save their lives. So, yeah. Right, obviously. yeah. And then it shifted into a completely different thing. And, like, I I went to, I went to France when I was 15 for a month to visit my mom's friends so I could work on my French, because one of the requirements for Italian instruction is that you pick up a, a, a third language because you have to learn English and then in middle school you start working on French Uh, and so my mom sent me to France for a month and I wrote my book there and it was almost done and then my computer crashed and it was gone oh and I had to start it over oh my gosh I'm so sorry (laughs) okay it happens so many times it was absolutely miserable I had the worst time there (laughs) But, that, um, that's oh, horrible. That one, see, when that that one month, I have so many stories of that. Just alone, I could write a book about that. Um, but yeah, that was the first time it cr- my computer crashed, and then the second time the computer crashed was like four months later. Oh, and then my heart and is just was, breaking. Half of the book was gone again, and then. Um, yeah, about six years ago, my hard drive, my external hard drive crashed. Oh my gosh. Gone, gone, absolutely dead. I was like, yeah, it's, it's okay. I'm not, I'm not emotionally distraught by this. It's fine. I'm fine. <laughs> instead, well, instead, you know, that meme where I'm fine, but instead everything around them is on fire. Yes. That was me. Oh my god. I was gosh. like, I am not fine. I'm not okay. <laughs> not okay send help <laughs> i need hydration <laughs> have you switched to google docs or something like that yeah i switched to google docs and i have a scrivener now i, I actually won nanowrimo um a couple times and one of the times my mom got me um scrivener and i oh absolutely love that thing and i, I have, have like three backups of this thing everywhere i've got a, a little key chain usb thing and a hard drive an external a new external hard drive and have one internally in the computer i i, I have everything under control <laughs> it's fine i've been really intrigued by scrivener i've like thought about it um what do you like about it i i really like that it helps me organize my stuff like it has its faults it's not perfect because Mm -hmm. like its dictionary is absolute garbage like let's not even start on the dictionary (laughs) but um the the features that i really love is that it gives you like a general overview of your book so like if you create folders for each chapter say you create folders for each chapter um 
you can look at it in like a bird's eye view. So each folder is then shown to you as like a, uh, a index card. And okay. you can write, like you can write uh, chapter one, um, say, say I'm doing it for um, the, 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 the tick box series. So we have D gets the job with uh, the, the, this dude that wants the princess killed and wants this talisman. Okay. So you write this down on the, the little note and it gives you like a bird's view. So this is what happens in this one and this is what happens in that one. And it's so much cleaner than having a Google Doc folder trying to figure out which one's which and reorganizing chapters is impossible otherwise. Um, I, I really love that. Um, I love the fact that I can just go between chapters, like uh, like write whatever and then skip over directly in the in the same folder. And then it does a lot of the formatting when you are done. I haven't gotten to that point yet, but I heard <laughs> good things of that. Okay. Um, yeah, it's it's great. I What I try to do is I write on Google Docs um, because that way I am sure that I'm not gonna lose everything. Mm -hmm. I write on Google Docs and then I copy paste it into Scrivener because obviously they're, the, the dictionary isn't, like as up to date, and I I ended up upgrading last year to the the newer version of Scrivener because uh, now they they're up to like 3.0 or 4.0 I don't know, um, and I had the 2.5 oh, when I first uh. started, so like it's much better. Um, also they have this method this thing where um you can put it in like full screen, and it dark darkens everything behind. So you can't like you you can push press the S E E S C button mm. escape escape button um, <laughs> the little corner button up in the top um, <laughs> um, to see what's going on in the background. But like what it does is it really helps you focus on what you're writing in the moment. So if you're, oh cool yeah so like if you're writing uh, like doing sprints, I usually do my sprints on Scrivener and then post them into Google Docs, which just sounds like a lot of work. But I, I do it in Scrivener, post it into Google Docs to make sure that the grammar is correct. And then I put it back into Scrivener because it makes my life a lot easier for that. Because um, Google Docs, have, then you have all the little tabs on top and little notifications pop up and you get distracted. Yeah. So I, I really like that about Scrivener too. There's a lot of things about, there's a lot of things that I, I still haven't figured out because I haven't spent enough time on it to you know, learn more about it. But there's a lot of things that is really good about it. and. Um, I really like it so that's cool yeah I've heard a lot of good things of other different like programs too like if somebody somebody has pro writing aid I I never heard of that until like two months ago <laughs> I was like okay <laughs> but um I find Scrivener to be cost effective uh because it's a lot cheaper especially if, it, if because they give you also student discount if you're a student oh wow. um, yeah so like I got the upgraded student discounted version uh for like half off and it's usually oh, wow. like 40 bucks so is it I just got it for like $20. oh cool is it a like a buy once program or is it like a monthly subscription thing nope it's a buy once and it's yours forever thing and you what? can download it on every single computer you own I didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's really amazing. I've And you know what the beauty is? They send you a code. 
when you buy this thing. So you they send you a code that then you use to download and like um, prove that you own the the form the the the, the code. I don't know what it's called. The 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 game program Words are missing the program thank you it's like thinking of all these like technological things and I figure out which one I was looking for um and like there have been times where like my computer crashes uh which has happened plenty of times because uh as a teenager I had no control over my computer uh buying so my dad would get me the cheapest one he could find which meant it only lasted maybe a year um if I got lucky um so you get a 200 dollar computer uh bulky big box thing and you try to download something on it um and when it crashes everything's gone you're afraid that you have this like a lot of the time if it's if it's downloaded on your computer and you didn't have access to like when it comes in a box or something you forget to keep the code and like you throw it and things like that but they, it's in your emails. So all you need to do is just go back into your emails, download the thing into the new computer and it's right there. And every oh. download, yeah. Um, saved my ass so many times. Man, so many well, times. <laughs> I'm like sincerely thinking about buying it. it it's, it's, a good, it's a good program. I think it has actually helped me write more um, having it than, than not, I think. I'm, I'm not being paid for this, but <laughs> I'm not like plugging it because right, it's, like, yeah. it's not a, yeah. Thank you for telling me about it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, I've got like a lot of program pro- projects working um, that I'm working on uh, also because my ADHD won't allow me to uh, focus on one thing at a time. So I'm juggling. I feel that deeply. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's a painful reality (laughs) um but um so right now I'm working on uh my on the crown and dagger episodes from TikTok which actually once I get them written down that means I actually have more episodes for TikTok which is nice yeah Um, I have so many twists for this story I'm so excited which is not going on TikTok people are not going to see all of the twists (laughs) that the story is going to take but I am I am having a blast with this. My my evil my evil cackling laughter is going wild in my head right now. <laughs> evil witch. <laughs> it's so up. much fun to come up with those plot twists and things, it's and you're just so waiting for the reader to get to oh that my point. God. And I just want to all I want to do is like talk about it 24-7 to everybody that will listen. But I know I can't. And I'm just <laughs> like. But, but such a good story twist. <laughs> I need to tell somebody other than the you characters that I also talk to. Right. And so like, I have to tell my non-writing friends because they're less likely <laughs> to go blabber about it. <laughs> yep. That's my partner. They, they don't even know what they're listening to. They're just listening to me go off and I'm like, oh, and this thing happens and then this thing happens and then this other thing happens and oh my God. <laughs> And they're like, okay, yeah, you're, are you okay? Do you need a therapist? I'm like, yes, I do, but I, <laughs> I don't have time. <laughs> you're my therapy now. <laughs> yeah, so um, that's fun. Um, my poor friends, I don't know how they survive with me. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'll text him at like four o'clock in the morning and I'm like, oh, I just had this genius idea for this thing. And they're like, okay. Cool. Should okay. be sleeping? Yeah. yeah, exactly. They're like, uh, like, uh, okay. Are you, are you okay? I have so many ideas. I'm fine. Well, speaking of those ideas, what drives you to write and create your stories? Spite. Spite, a hundred percent spite. <laughs> Pure unadulterated. Pure unadulterated spite. spite and chaos. <laughs> I'm all for the chaos. Give me all the chaos. Um, I I have I have this idea in my head that I want to go back to my elementary school teacher who now just sees me in town and is like, oh my God, how are you doing? And I'm like, I just want to whack you over the head with a book. <laughs> Do you know the like, damage you have to done me. to me? Right? And I'm like, don't talk to me. Talk to the hand. I don't want to hear it. Um, <laughs> but one day I'm going to go home and be like, you know how you would used to tell me I wasn't good enough for anything and that I wouldn't amount to anything? Bam. <laughs> published book. I'm published. And I'm famous and I'm on the New York Times bestseller list. Thank you very much. And you're my enemy. And you're my enemy and I actually wrote you into this book and you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> you may have, may or may not have lost a limb. <laughs> lost a limb. Oh, oh no, your dominant hand. Oh my God, you poor thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I do. Yeah, but spite mostly. Um, and um, I just, I really love writing. Because yeah. it's, it, I grew up with that as a form of escapism. Because okay, I was the weird kid, so people didn't <laughs> like me. So <laughs> I read a lot and I uh, wrote a lot just to like kill the time. And then it just became something that I, I find pleasant to do just for shits and giggles at this point I, I don't know yeah. um I I also like writing for myself like I yes I like reading my own stuff I'm I have to admit I'm one of those type of writers that really likes her writing <laughs> I, no, I hate good. my writing I absolutely loathe it but I also really really like it so I'm like I'll write something and I'll think it's hilarious or it's like brilliant and I'm like I need to read this everyone and everybody needs to read it um um like especially for like response pieces for class like this semester I've had such a blast with that kind of stuff because they're like oh I have this professor he's he's completely out there and I love him so much because he's just so so like free flow do whatever the hell you want kind of thing <laughs> um and uh during the first couple weeks of the semester I don't like classes that don't have structure so this class has no structure whatsoever like you have a response piece due every week based off of the reading that is due that week but there was like no explanation on how to do this response piece I didn't know what I was doing I was, I was floundering and then I like figured out that it's literally whatever you ha you want and I I started having such a blast with it because like some of these pieces are so good my own personal opinion but they're so good and like um I actually read a piece for TikTok uh like a section and it was just about uh it's the class is daily life so it's like you you have to talk about the things that you do during your daily life like okay daily life experiences 
So like at one point, um, uh, we were reading Sappho, I think. Um, no, it was at the one Diogenes. So we read Diogenes the second week. And my response piece to that was for like the, the fifth reading, fifth sentence was like, um, uh, it would be too impossible to live with me because I am so insufferable. Like the, the, the sentence was that from Sappho and I, from Diogenes. And I was like, yes. Yes, that is me that I am such a pain in the ass to live with. So like, yes. And then I just ran with that. And I, I spent, I wrote two pages worth of stuff on how insufferable it is to live with me. <laughs> and it's like my, like my obsession with books. Like I, I, I have piles of books everywhere. Like if I actually had control of this apartment, books would be everywhere in every corner in the fridge in somebody else's bedroom like everywhere like um that kind of stuff I'm like yes yes I I really like reading stuff <laughs> I like reading that stuff about myself I'm like yes uh let's be realistic here I am a pain in the ass so oh no I, I will admit to it um <laughs> so yeah I like reading I, I like writing for myself I submit to be rejected at this point. I am not submitting to be accepted. I'm being, I am submitting with the intent of being rejected. <laughs> not the intent, but like the, the assumption is I'm going to be rejected. And then whether or not I get a, well, if it, if I'm proven wrong, it, it feels amazing. Right. Like what with mood reader, I actually submitted late for this because I had missed the deadline and I uh, made a, I commented on um, Persephone's thing and she was like oh send it over I was like anxiety oh my god <laughs> like she's gonna hate it and then she reached out to me and she was like based on the title of your piece I was worried but it's actually really good I was like oh, yay <laughs> like I, I assume I'm not gonna make it being rejected and at the same time like realistically I'm only writing for myself so it's it's really not that big of a deal if somebody else doesn't like it. Plus, every rejection is very subjective. So if you're being rejected by one person for one piece that your professor found hilarious or the smartest thing you've ever written in your life means because yeah. they were looking at it from a framework that didn't work for that thing. So like, I, um, because I don't understand a lot of American uh, humor, I was wary of starting to watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine because I, I'd seen snippets of it on Instagram and stuff, and it was really stupid looking. But there was one day where I was in a mood, and I was in a good mood that, that I saw a snippet of it, and it was so funny. I was like, you know what? Let me go see like this thing. So I went on Hulu, and I started watching it. I was like, but this is fucking genius. This is absolute <laughs> genius. This it is, is really funny. Like, oh, my God. And then I tried to watch it again in a different mood and I could not I did not like it I could not understand the jokes I did not and I realized that's literally that's literally how it works when you're submitting stuff submitting for stuff like you're submitting and these people are looking at it whether in a good mood or a bad mood if they're not in the right mood for the story they're not gonna like it so no matter how good your writing is the writing's not the thing that gets valued here it's how they feel about the piece at the end of the story and mm -hmm. it's 99% of the time it's not because of your writing it's because of the way they started reading it like if they if you're already set that you're in a bad mood and you're not going to like anything you're going to read that day you're not going to you're not going to like it and yeah. you're going to get rejected <laughs> so 
I'm just like, (laughs) that's a very enlightening perspective to have, especially if you're submitting for the first time or it's the first handful of times to just have that in mind. Yeah, I feel like it's it's a learning curve because you still like you still get disappointed that you got yeah. rejected. It's not like you don't, but like if you walk into it with the assumption that you will be rejected, it really does lower the expectations of it and it doesn't hurt as much. And if you are writing for yourself, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day whether you got yeah. rejected or not because if you liked your piece then make your own anthology right. of your own pieces. Yeah. That's what you can do now. So Right. Maybe not sticking to um, seeking validation from someone you don't even know. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why I've come to terms with the idea that, well, not really come to terms. I don't think that's the right word for it. But like, um, I've come to the realization that I'm more than likely going to be indie publishing rather than applying for like a what what are these people called that like the do traditional publishing? Yes, that one. <laughs> <laughs> We're tag teaming. Fine, I'm doing. Yeah, I'm I'm really doing great with words today. Um, I'm not I'm not worried whether or not people are going to read my book because I just want the physical copy in my bookshelf and be like, I wrote this. Like nobody read it, but I wrote this. Like, I spent. <laughs> 10 years writing this or I spent five years writing this or I spent two weeks writing this but there are some really amazing writers who write in two weeks but like I'm not one of those <laughs> <Me either. laughs> this is my thing like this is this has my story in it this is, yeah. this is this is my name on it like I'm like I'm less yeah I'm literally gonna get published just for myself and spite <laughs> don't forget the spite <laughs> chaos is my name there's your pen name. Spite and chaos. Actually, that actually, I could do that. Spite and chaos. <laughs> I just oh, literally yeah. saw the gears turning in your oh head. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> I love that. Spite and Hello, chaos. my name's Spite. Last name, and chaos. <laughs> Spite and chaos. I love it. That can be for your, your smutty, spicy books. Oh my God, yes. You know how... Um, do you know a uh, golden angel on TikTok? Um, I'm not sure. I follow her. She, um, I might sometimes like user handle names get kind of mixed up in my head. Yeah. I mean, golden angel is not her real name, obviously. I mean, who, who would call their <laughs> child golden angel? Uh, right. Uh, well, actually I know a couple people who would, but, um, <laughs> I could pass off as G- spite and chaos. I Definitely. could do that. I think I like that. I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna do that. I'm gonna trademark that. <laughs> this is my name now. I feel legally despite I'm gonna walk to the courthouse after this podcast episode. I go to the courthouse and be like, you need to change my name now. now. <laughs> I, I am officially spite and chaos. <laughs> and the, the clerk is like, I see, yes. Uh, are you okay? Do you need a therapist? <laughs> always circles back to that question everybody everybody asks me that it's fine at this point I've come to terms with that I do indeed need a therapist I I have one I have one I'm good okay I was gonna say I actually had a therapy appointment this morning therapy is good yes yes it is it's a good place to vent 
Yes. I think everybody should see a therapist. I, I even tell my normal, fr- my normal friends, um, the, the non-neurodivergent friends, the neurotypical friends that don't have anxiety and depression and probably PTSD and uh, the, other the lucky ones. Oh yeah, the lucky ones. I'm like, you should see a therapist. They're like, why? I don't have problems. I'm like, it's not about the fact that you have problems or not. It's yeah. the fact that it's a good place to vent. Yeah, and you're working on becoming the best version of yourself. Exactly. And sometimes they give you good homework. True. Very true. Oh, yeah. The amount of times I've cried myself to sleep with their homework. I'm like, oh. I don't want to do it. I right? don't want to look inside <laughs> like, of me. I don't want to look at that. That's an ugly gremlin. I don't like it. <laughs> oh, I have a question for you. Ooh, do tell. <laughs> what is your favorite genre to write in? And what is one that would be the most challenging for you to write in? Fantasy is 100% my favorite genre. I thought so. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I most definitely like princess dresses and the fairies. Uh, that is, oh, yeah, that's that right. My... You play d d Yes. Me too. Yes. And my, my, my favorite character is El- actually Eldritch Knight. Uh, I like smashing shit, but at the same time, <laughs> I like doing magic. Um, That's awesome. I, am, I feel like Eldritch Knight is a good vers- versatile character, because I, I be, having ADHD, you need to have an, a very versatile character, because sometimes mm-hmm. you just want to flash, and other times you just want to blast. Right. Okay. I um, am a... Go for it. Oh, I'm a level eight monk. Ooh, nice yeah I can actually see you as a monk thank you yeah yeah that's that fits your personality (laughs) thank you most definitely um I tried to be an assassin Mm -hmm. a rogue assassin I was so excited about this character I put so much effort into this thing and then I played it and I was like I don't like it I don't don't (laughs) like it I was so disappointed because like literally my 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 hp was like 20 i was like why why is it so low yeah i don't understand like my my hit points were garbage um my my armor class yeah and my armor class was garbage if i got hit once i was dead (laughs) i was like god but the one i did like that i sneak up on people and slash their ankles and then run for it That was because I went with a um, chaotic uh, neutral character. I was going to say, what was your alignment? <laughs> Most definitely chaotic. Chaotic. I wanted to be chaotic new- evil, but my, my DM was like, please don't. Please don't do this. Don't do that to us. <laughs> I was like, fine, I'll be chaotic neutral. And so I snuck up, again, uh, snuck, snuck up behind the bad guy, slashed his ankles, ran away, and like Missy stepped away. And... Um, he turned around and he didn't see me. And I was like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> won. literally that was the only good thing about that was that I was able to slash his ankles a couple times. Like I was just, first time I meet people, I would sl- try to slash their ankles. You sound a lot like um, one of the people in our party. She's also a rogue. And nice. oh my gosh. Yeah. She, she's crazy. But love it. Love that for her. Learned, learned from my other game um I had a friend who um in my first round of D&D um that I'd ever played I was playing an eldritch knight an high elf eldritch knight um and one of the guys was a <laughs> oh so messed up he was <laughs> he was um he was a rogue um slash buckler or something of the sort I'm not sure um 
but he was also a cannibal. And <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. I I didn't know what to expect. I found out he was a cannibal. I was just not prepared for that. I was just like, <laughs> but um, he he liked playing pranks on people. So like the first time he met me, he tried to slash my ankles. Oh. Um, I I oh. just yeeted him across the room. <laughs> um, but like he he had um him and the. Uh, dragonborn paladin had like this dynamic where they just did not get along um so like this this rogue went off convinced a kid to go away with him because he was like dressed up like a kid at that time Mm -hmm. convinced this kid to leave this party with him and um ate him and then left him in the paladin's room oh my god and we hadn't been at the boat for like three days at that when we got back the boat smelled like oh oh no (laughs) what did you do (laughs) to the paladin because it was in the paladin's room right was like hey hey (laughs) him in trouble (laughs) oh my gosh that's that is very chaotic (laughs) yeah he was he was the the most chaotic uh and i faced my assassin off of him I can see. Yeah. yeah. I was like, yes, I want to be that chaotic. Like that's what I aim for in life. So that's what I want to do. It wasn't, it wasn't as fun as I expected it to be though. So I think I'm just going to stick to my, my Eldritch night. <laughs> it's whatever works. Oh my God. Um, yeah. So we, uh, we got a little carried away with our oh Dungeons God, yeah. and Dragons. Um, and that's totally okay. What would be the most challenging genre for you to write in? Horror. I think horror is the one that I find the most difficult. I tried to do it my first workshop, my first uh, creative writing workshop I've ever taken. Mm -hmm. I tried to write a scary story and it ended up being more like absurd than scary. Like I was trying to make it dark and dreadful and like there's a murderer out there and no, no. It's very challenging. It really is. It really is. And it's just not a skill set I unfortunately have. Um, Granted, though, I don't write or I don't read horror because I get nightmares. Yeah, that's true. As a a 27-year-old, admitting the fact that horror books and movies give me horror nightmares um, is embarrassing. But (laughs) um, not embarrassing. Totally valid. The only horror book I read was a very tame Stephen King horror book it wasn't even a, a horror book it was like a, a it, it was one of his fantasy books it's the eye of the dragon and like I don't know why but I couldn't I couldn't finish that book and I had to read it for class uh, and I just I couldn't read I couldn't finish it there's just it it freaked me out that and Oliver Twist gave me nightmares oh no yeah I I don't know what the hell <laughs> Horror is hard, okay? No, very <laughs> it's really much. Hard. I yeah, I don't think that I could do that either. That in mystery, those are both a little intimidating to tackle. I get that. I actually really like mystery. I grew up on um um Nancy Drew books. I was about to say, was it Nancy Drew? Because I yeah, Nan- Nancy Drew. My my grandmother actually started me on those. She got me the oh. first like. 20 or so books and that's so precious 
Yeah. And then recently my mom got me another, because I found out there's 176 of them. Holy buckets. There is 176 books, Nancy Drew books. She was just pumping them out. Actually, um, the author is not actually a real person. What? Yeah, it's a pen name for different authors. Oh, that's how there's so many. Yeah, there are so many authors that wrote under the Nancy Drew author's moniker. Um, Wow. And there's 176 of them, and I want them all. One day I'm going to be that weirdo with all of a a full bookshelf full of yellow books. (laughs) I have to have that. Um, I started uh, this Christmas. My mom got me uh, 10 books from the set. So yes, it has begun. And she's already going crazy because she doesn't (laughs) know what to do with all these books. And I'm like, mother, more books, please. When I was a teenager, she used to tell me you're literally going to drop dead under a bookshelf of books that crashed on you one day i'm like yes that is what a great way to die (laughs) well i'm (laughs) i'm gonna continue to follow you on instagram for the rest of my life waiting for that picture of the bookshelf with all of the books i'm gonna wait i got my shelf i can't wait to have a job that pays that i can actually buy my 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 goal in life is to have five acres of land, okay? Small little house, but the biggest bloody library you'll ever see. I want to shame the Beauty and the Beast bookshelf, the bookstore, <laughs> whatever the hell it's called. I want something that puts to shame that book, that, that library. I am going to have so many fantasy books. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I cannot wait. Oh my God. You're welcome to come and read my books anytime. Oh, thank you course <laughs> if you had the opportunity to live inside of one of your stories would you oh oh my uh depends oh which one of the stories are we talking about are we talking about my more recent one or the one I just finished I stopped working on because I couldn't get my, my ADHD to mm. make me work <laughs> whichever one you would choose to live in like if you I feel like I would most definitely uh be happy to live in like the the new one like crown and dagger um series tiktok Mm -hmm. series book version thing whatever the (laughs) hell it's called I don't know um yeah I I definitely especially if I had magic yeah I would be all for that yeah yeah most definitely um the other mo- the other book I don't know it's a little dark um <laughs> much trauma in that book I don't know <laughs> yeah maybe more of the magic land yeah more the magic more the pizzazz <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely definitely I love that do you have any sage words of advice for writers out there that are listening right now oh there's so many things I could say um well first of all it's okay to take a break. That's a good one. Very yeah. Much. It's that we have this constant, the, especially in America, America has this um, idea that constant movement and constant work is the only way to go. And it's the only correct way of living. Yeah. Um, 
And it's really not, <laughs> it's not, it's not sustainable. It's not realistic. And it's, mm -hmm. it's completely acceptable to take a break and to not write for five years like I did. Like, it's fine. It happens. You're burnt out and you're tired and you stop having ideas and that's totally fine. It's not something that you can, that you should be ashamed of or shame others for. Uh, it's, mm -hmm. it just happens and it's, it is what it is. Um, taking a break is definitely something that you have to do sometimes. Like I haven't actually, like I haven't written anything for myself in the last three weeks. I, I'm, I'm just tired. <laughs> I am so tired right now. I'm yeah. like, I, I've been writing for class. Uh, I've been reading for class, but I'm not reading anything for pleasure right now because I just don't have it in me. I spend most of my day on TikTok which is also probably a problem, but <laughs> other tip, you know, spend less time on TikTok. <laughs> right. Don't um, download TikTok. Don't do it. Don't do it. You'll, you'll literally <laughs> fall into the rabbit hole and never come out again. Right. Um, I totally but, agree with you though. I think that there's a serious problem with our worth being tied into productivity. Yeah. Cause like you said, it isn't sustainable. See in Italy, I grew up with, um, stores being open at like 7 30 in the morning staying open until noon maybe one and then closing and reopening between three and four o'clock in the afternoon and shutting down at 7 30. wow that that is how we function there um and then i moved here and it's a completely different thing like there's no breaks here and it's really not sustainable like people don't realize how many chronic illnesses come from just the amount of stress you have. Yeah. It's, it's, and, and I just found out that to like completely eliminate stress from your life, like, and the stress that you have currently right now in this moment takes five years. <laughs> if you stopped having stress altogether from now to five for five years, at the end of the five years, you'd be, you'd be, you'd catch up to your normal self again and get rid of the stress that you are struggling with right now. Oh my five gosh. years it is completely unrealistic to live like this. It's, it's exhausting and we are not meant to be like this. We're not supposed to be in a fight or flight response mode all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just not, it's not okay. And it, it, we are, and we should feel entitled to a break sometimes like I don't reply to my emails on, on Saturday and Sunday good yeah I don't do that I'm not look I don't I turn my notifications off on Saturday and Sunday from uh from my emails I don't know who you are I don't know what you want but I do not speak not not today not tomorrow nope Saturday and Sunday are my day off and that's when I catch up on my homework and I take a nap and like one day I spent all day reading a book and I read 450 pages of the book and I was very happy oh my gosh yeah that's it was a huge accomplishment it was absolutely amazing I finished uh it was uh we 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 hunt the flame yeah we hunt the flame that's I finished the book in one day wow yeah um another tip let me think um be patient with yourself oh yeah there's, there's literally like you look when you were reading somebody else's work you're looking at a lot of time and effort put into it. You're not looking at the original 
first draft of the piece. You're looking at the 17th draft of the piece after it's been reviewed and reviewed and rewritten and reviewed and And criticized and and exactly. And there is so much work that goes into other people's work that you, you don't see, even though you're putting the same amount of work into your piece. Um, like I have to read a lot of like short stories for class. Um, I'm taking a lot of writing classes and like seminars right now. And something that I keep forgetting when I'm reading these pieces is that I assume that these pieces have been written are a first draft. Like they've been written and they've been published. They haven't been through 14 different uh, versions of them. And then recently I went and I saw, I, I went to a, a speaker event that my, my school hosted um, with this author and she read us the first draft of her piece and then the last draft that got published. Completely different pieces. Wow. Completely different pieces. The, there was literally two sentences out of four pages of the stuff that she read to us, the original piece that stayed in the, in the final piece. two sentences and that was just an excerpt of what she published so like the amount of work like she said that that short story took her about two years to complete she wrote the first draft put it in a folder forgot about it went back to it and rewrote it and then rewrote it and rewrote it It, it's writing is a game of patience Very like we might so. start off with the idea of okay so this is the story for our novel this is um, this is A and B, and A and B by the end of the book have to get together, and this um, C is going to get in the way. But then you end up with character D taking over. <laughs> Literally, this is what happened in one of my uh, my stories last year. I was re- I was writing this the standalone piece. My main character was supposed to fall in love with this guy that um, is her 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 other part like they were supposed to be like a twin flames sort of thingy not really twin flames because not necessarily but like mm-hmm. kind of thing that was they were supposed to vibe in a way that it fit she did not vibe with him she vibed, <laughs> vibed she vibed with the non-binary character that I that I added in like on the third draft because I felt like I wanted to add a little more diversity in my characters mm-hmm. and this this non-binary character literally took over my book. <laughs> they always do. Those side they, characters they, always do. Oh my God. And they were so hot. <laughs> and I wrote them. <laughs> and I was just not, I did not know how to cope with this. I was just like, you're ruining my plot. You're ruining my plot. I don't <laughs> what know what are you doing? Do <laughs> and so I had to sit it down and I had to, I, I ended up taking the this very 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 spicy scene that was not supposed to be in that book because it's a YA and it has nothing to do in that book but like <laughs> I wrote the spe- this scene because it 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 needed to be written I just didn't know what to do with it and I put it there and I left it there and my character is like and I know that that's not how the book is going to end because the the end goal was this other thing mm-hmm. but I know that's not it's not going to be that by the end of it when I go back yeah, to rewrite yeah. it that, that bloody bina- non-binary character is gonna <laughs> is gonna be the new love interest and I already know it <laughs> like, they I'm weaseled their way the in background and the whole story has to change now and I'm gonna have to create this whole other series of events to connect these other two characters 
I, I don't know how to do that right now. So I'm not looking at it right now. I'm working on something else. And I'm patient with the fact that it's not, it, it's not, it's time yet. It's not right. the story's time. Yeah. I'm working yeah. on something else. Hence the patience. Exactly. Oh my God. So much patience with those two characters. They drove me crazy for a month. They're like, write the scene, write the scene, write the scene, write the scene. I was like, please stop, please stop, please stop. Oh my God. I'm going crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. It's so, it's so crazy how they take a life of their own. It's, it's, they I, really, I really do. do feel like I'm out of my mind sometimes. <laughs> that is, that's why we have that side of TikTok. We're like a support group because we yeah. all understand that. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to have to start talking about that more. I'm like, please, somebody help. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Yeah, I use TikTok as like a, a venting and connecting tool as yeah. well. Yeah, I should be doing that more often. I don't write, I don't talk much about what I'm writing. Like sometimes I do, but it's not really much. My Most of my comment, content is mm-hmm. just uh, right now. Most of my content is cockroach related. <laughs> the traumas of living in new york city oh no but, oh god don't i can't wait to move out, <laughs> I, can't <wait> to move out. <laughs> I did found a, find a really good coverage killer though so i'm really excited about it. oh good yeah it's good no those Off are topic again oh no it's okay that's what podcasts are all about off-topic conversations yes <laughs> those are really amazing and eye-opening tips though and I sincerely believe that they will help writers that are listening now. Thanks. I hope so. I really hope so. Another tip, write for yourself. Yes. Like I said before, just write for yourself. That's the biggest one. That's what I always say if someone asks me for writing advice. It's the first thing I say. Don't write to look for a, for an agent and don't write for a big publisher. Don't look at other people's writing and see what they're doing and then write the same type of thing, right? Whatever the hell you feel like you would want to read. Yeah. I feel like the more genuine and authentic stories and originality comes from authors who are writing for themselves. Yep. Plus there's also the fact that a lot of the times you're reading stuff that people started writing five years ago and then got published five years later and Mm -hmm. they're coming out with these things and they're not going to be things that the populace will want to read in five years I mean they'll still be like there's like that whole um uh, you know the Percy Jackson trope with the three characters and like um divergent um those still exist out there they're just not like pushed by the big publishers anymore and it's just, just because they're not pushed by the big publisher doesn't mean that they're not wanted. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like, if you're, if, if somebody, if somebody tells you that this is not something that's popular anymore, like, don't listen to them. It's not yeah. relevant to you. Like, who right. cares? Write what you feel. Exactly. And then the people that want that kind of stuff will find you. Yes, exactly. But where can folks follow your writing journey? Oh, well, they can find me on TikTok for sure. I'm there all the time. <laughs> the writing godmother. Uh, no, the bookish godmother now, because I changed my moniker. Um, uh, the bookish godmother. Um, and I still call myself the writing godmother sometimes because I get confused. Um, but 
Yeah, that or on uh, Instagram at Veronique Manfredini, which is a very long Instagram name. And probably I'm going to have to change it at some point, but we'll see. Um, make it easier for people to find me. Um, <laughs> or just my website, I guess. I'm going to have to start putting together a newsletter at some point. <laughs> um, which is still my full name, which is extremely long, but Veronique Manfredini. I will definitely put all of your socials in the show notes and guys please go follow such amazing content come come help me empower writers and readers yes exactly that's what we're all about yes well thank you so much for coming on I I smiled so much I laughed I learned a lot too and I'm really excited for your future works to be published and read. Thank you. Oh, I'm going to cry. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll virtually hold your hand. Thank you. <laughs> Very nice. I, I really appreciated the invite. I wasn't expecting it. Um, I'm really happy we did this. And I'm glad. Um, I'm glad we did this. I really enjoyed myself. And I think this is awesome. I, I'm so glad that you enjoyed it and I'm really happy you came on. I've loved your perspective and just talking with you as a person, as a friend. It's been really fun. It has. I'm glad we got to know each other better. Me too. <laughs> just a couple of Italian gals. I laughing. know, right? So Italian. <laughs> you should come to Italy with me this summer. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> that would be a story, a memoir all in itself. Oh yeah. You could come stay a week. We can go around and we can write. I, I'm getting giddy. That would be amazing. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be so amazing. Oh my gosh. Oh, thank you for that invite. Even if like, if the hypothetical doesn't happen, it's still like really warmed my heart. And I'm going to daydream about that. That's going to be my safe haven for a while. Well, you, you can, if you don't come to visit me while I'm there, I, you can see all my stories on yes. Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> me going around, look at here. This is the watering hole we jump off of the cliff for. <laughs> here. I will, I will live through you. Vicariously. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on and I can't wait to see your future content and your stories coming out and just to keep supporting you. Thanks. Same here for you, girl. Thank you, girl. (laughs) And fellow writers, keep creating, reading, and smiling and stay groovy.